We're talking today about making good decisions, and some decisions uh, we're talking about in the realm of finances. You know, some decisions are easy and some are hard. Uh, it's, for example, uh, hard to know when to uproot your family and move them hundreds of miles away to a new location. Uh, when you're making important decisions, rarely do you ever know if uh, for sure that you're making the right decision. We'd all like to have that kind uh, of peace about things, but it rarely uh, happens. Big decisions like moving your family, for example, are a lot of pressure. Uh, 30 years ago, uh, my dad made that decision for our family, uh, and I don't think I made it very easy on him uh, when uh, he did. Uh, I was in sixth grade uh, at that time, uh, and uh, I recall being pretty convinced in all of my sixth grade wisdom uh, that he was making the wrong decision. I didn't like you people. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't, you know, I mean, it's like all kids, right? I mean, I didn't want to leave my, my school and my, uh, my friends, um, but he did uh, everything possible uh, to make a wise decision. And then he trusted God with the rest. Uh, and as a result, God has used him uh, and my mom uh, to make uh, a big difference in the lives of a lot of people. Uh, you saw just a few of those uh, guys up on the screen. There have been many, many more uh, that have come through uh, Milestone uh, over the past uh, 30 years. Um, Pastor and Jean, uh, we all think that maybe after 30 years you could use a vacation. Uh, so uh, we heard that uh, Jean has always wanted to visit uh, New England, right? So uh, we have a gift for you, and we'll just let, let both of you come up uh, and accept it. You can come forward, here you go, there you go. Okay, so this is uh, from the congregation. Uh, we got together and decided that it really wasn't important where the pastor wanted to go. It was only important where you wanted to go. So, a uh, little gift to both you and uh, pastor to help you, you. Uh, accomplish that. And on behalf of all of us, I love you so much. All right, there you go. Give him a hand. I give my dad a hug. Uh, it is a privilege uh, for me uh, personally to be able to be up here on the stage uh, 30 years uh, later, something uh, sixth grade me could never have wrapped his mind uh, around for sure. Uh, so uh, it's amazing where life takes us. Uh, and I'm gonna keep talking and I'm gonna walk down here and grab my water because I have had a ton of caffeine today and not nearly enough water. I think that's what happens when you have time change. Uh, and then you get up earlier than you normally would. And I'm gonna sit my, nope, not gonna do that. I'll just leave this right here. Uh, so, since the beginning of the year, we've been talking about how to get what you really want. And in case you haven't picked up on it yet or you're late to the game, what you really want is peace in your life. Peace in relationships, peace in your family, peace at work, and we just started talking, James started us last week talking about how to find peace 
in your finances. And if you want the Cliff Notes version, because we all do, right, of uh, what we've learned so far, it's this. The way to find peace, which is what you really want, is to do things God's way. God's way and not the world's way. And in no area of your life is that principle more true than with money. Uh, today we're gonna focus on biblical principles for making wise financial decisions. And as an aside, you can probably take these principles and apply them to most areas uh, of your life. Have you ever made a bad financial decision? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, you wake up in the middle of the night or the next day uh, and you think, uh, what was I thinking, right? How could I have been so stupid? I wonder what the return policy is <laughs> on that. That's a bad feeling. I mean, that's a, that's a bad feeling. Why is it that something that seems so obvious to us after the fact didn't seem obvious to us in the moment that we were doing it? Right? Um, we'll talk more about that later. But we've all made bad financial decisions. Most of my, most of my bad choices have involved automobiles. <laughs> we all have our things, right? That's, that's my thing. Most of my bad decisions have revolved around uh, cars. Yours may involve something else. But regardless of what decisions you've made, we can all agree that we, we really want to make good decisions. I mean, we want to do the right things. And for those of us who are Christians, we would say, hey, I do want to do what God wants me to do. And if he would just tell me what he wants me to do, I would definitely do it, right? Hey, if God had just said to me, hey, dummy, you have a minimum wage job and you're buying a car that will suck every last dime that you have uh, from you, I would never have done that. Think if God would have just said that to me, how hard would that have been, right, for God to have said that to me? But he never spoke audibly to me like that. Um, and I, I'm willing to bet he has never spoken audibly to you that way. If he has, then see me afterwards. Uh, so how do I know what the right decision is? How do I make better financial decisions with fewer regrets? Isn't that kind of what we would all like to do uh, in the area of, of finances? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked, and we'll, we're gonna start um, in getting some advice from the wisest guy who ever lived. Uh, King Solomon, this is Proverbs chapter four. We're gonna read verses five through eight uh, together. Verse five, he says, get wisdom, develop good judgment, don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Interesting how wisdom is characterized in the female form. Um, she will protect you. Love her, and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the wisest thing that you can do. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. If you prize wisdom, she will make you great. In verse six again, don't turn your back on wisdom for she will protect you. I mean, protection isn't, wouldn't you like to have protection in making financial decisions? Um, I mean, I want some of that. Give me some of that, 
So uh, that's what, kind of what we're, we're talking about today. So next time you have a big or small financial decision to make, I want you to start by asking this question. And we're gonna start with this question and then we're going to go to some sub questions that will help us sort of unpack all of this. And here it is. What is the wise thing for me to do? Now, um, that question is a little more complicated than it sounds because it requires some critical thinking and some brutal honesty on your part. Um, travel back in time with me for a moment to the worst financial decision you have ever made. Just go ahead. Um, what were you thinking at the time that you did it? What kind of questions were you asking yourself before you bought that thing, made that investment, gave that gift, signed that promissory note, guaranteed that debt for somebody? What were you thinking? I mean, there's something in your mind right now. There's something in my mind, for sure. More than, more than one thing, unfortunately. Um, now, there's some financial wisdom that's universal for all of us, okay? Uh, Timeshares are probably a bad idea. Yeah. Sorry if that's one of your things. 18% um, financing on anything, also probably not a great idea. But sometimes what is financially wise for you may not be what is financially wise for someone else based on your past history your present circumstances, and your future goals and dreams. So we're gonna start, we're gonna work our way through that, and we're gonna start with this question. In light of my past experience, what is the wise thing for me to do in this financial situation? Now, there are some people who have made the decision not to use credit cards. Because, uh, and they, they do that because of their past experience with credit card debt and crippling interest. Is it a sin to use a credit card? I mean, I don't think so. But for some people, it's not wise. Okay, so, so follow that. You know, the question is not, is this a sin? Is there anything wrong, morally wrong with this? The question I want you to ask, because remember, we're after wisdom here that will protect us, is, is this wise for me in light of my past history? Now, I'm gonna show you a picture. We have two Boston Terriers, Jack and Zoe, okay? This is Jack. He's cute. We got him to pose for that particular picture. I explained to him how important it was for us to have a good picture of him. You know, so there he is, right? So that's Jack. King Solomon has something to say about dogs as well. Proverbs 26, 11, King Solomon says this. As a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. Now, a fool, by the way, in the context of Scripture, is not somebody who's made a mistake, 
It's somebody who knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it. He knows or she knows what's right, but chooses to do something else. Have you ever, uh, have you ever watched your dog eat its own vomit? Mm. See, me saying that just makes you a little uncomfortable, uh, doesn't it? That's gross. I mean, you're standing there. I mean, I've, oh, if, if my dog has licked you, by the way, while you've been over at my house. Sorry, Stephanie. Um, he eats his own vomit. That's what dogs do. Your dog does it too, by the way. You may not have seen him do it, but he does it. Because that's the nature of the dog. And you're watching that and you're going, but the dog doesn't. To the dog, that's good stuff. Right? He thinks it's great. He thinks it's a great idea. That's what you look like, by the way. When you repeat your financial mistakes from the past. Everybody else is standing around going, what are you doing? Stop. You think it's great. Ask, in light of my past experience, is this a wise financial decision for me? It might be wise for pastor. It might be wise for Raymond C. It might not be wise for me. Don't be a jack. It's my dog. Next question to ask. In light of my current circumstances, is this a wise thing for me to do? I mean, you got a decision to make. It happens to us all the time. Do I buy this car? Do I buy this house? Do I borrow this money? Do I order these shirts online? I mean, whatever it is, right? It happens to you all the time. Here are some questions to ask to determine if this is a wise course of action in light of your current circumstances. One, is someone or something creating a false sense of urgency about the financial decision I'm about to make? Is someone or something creating a false sense of urgency about the financial decision I'm about to make? Proverbs 19.2. It is dangerous to have zeal without knowledge, and the one who acts hastily makes poor choices. Zeal without knowledge. Amen. We all got some of that from time to time, right? Excitement without knowing what you're doing. Proverbs 21.5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. According to um, this magazine, Ad Week, I don't know if you've ever seen it, it's a big in the advertising industry. Um, in 2017, $205 billion, that's with a B, billion dollars was spent on advertising. Advertising is a sophisticated business. There's all kinds of science involved, all kinds of money spent figuring out how to make you Spend money. 
A theme that you will find in much of that advertising is a false sense of urgency. It is only available for a limited time. We're going out of business. They're not going out of business. We're going out of business. Act now. Mr. Harris, what can I do to put you in this car today, not tomorrow? Today. This is one of my favorites, by the way. Uh, Airbnb. You ever, if you ever do anything like that, or you're you're you know looking at any you know, car, anything like that online, where you're maybe going to rent something, and they flash up this thing on there. I was doing this for Thanksgiving. Twelve people are looking at the property that you're interested in right now. Oh my goodness! Better hit that button right away, or somebody else is going to get my property. I won't be able to stay in that place that I wanted to stay or rent that car that I want to rent or whatever it is. It's false sense of urgency. So much time and money has gone in to making you act hastily. Be aware. Look for it. Recognize it. Wisest man who ever lived says acting hastily without all of the facts, without the knowledge that you need to make a good decision will lead to poverty. Never make a big financial decision based on a manufactured sense of urgency. Wise people act with knowledge and count the costs. How much money do we have in the bank, baby? What are our monthly expenses? Do we really need this? Are we being manipulated by clever marketing? Unwise people get caught up in the excitement of the moment and make a financial decision without counting the costs. Next question to ask, by the way, why do I want to spend this money or do this thing really, really? Now, I was at Best Buy, never a good thing for me a while back, and I bought this ring alarm system, you know, okay, for my house. You guys maybe don't know what that is, but you can Google it later. Now, I had gone there to look at this alarm system, to look at it, not buy it, to look at it. And the sales guy starts talking to me, and, and he was good. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, well, this guy's talking to me, this guy's good. Like, he's going to say to Cassie, hey, baby, this guy's good. He's really good. I mean, I bought it. I mean, the whole time I'm thinking, this guy's doing a number on me, but he was really good. I mean, this guy was a good salesman. There are some really talented sales, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Good for him. He's doing his job. Um, there's some really talented salespeople out there, but nobody is as good at selling you something as you are. Nobody. We can justify almost anything to ourselves when we really want it. You know, honey, we got kids now, you know, so we really need to buy this, name the car that you want, because of the safety rating and the airbag placement. I mean, we'd be irresponsible parents if we didn't buy this car. Six years of financing at 1,000% interest, it's all right. Just tell me where to sign. Sure, we're charging more stuff on this credit card every month than we can pay off, but think of the airline miles. 
I mean, it's like we're getting a vacation for free. I know we don't have the money to pay for it, but making three easy payments of $29.95 on these kitchen knives is really more like an investment when you think about it. Careful with that word investment, by the way. It gets thrown around a lot on things that are not investments. Proverbs 16, 2. All the ways of a man seem right in his own opinion. Proverbs 28, 26. Those who trust their own insight are foolish, but anyone who walks in wisdom is safe. Ask yourself, ask yourselves, why do I want to do this really? Is it because I'm feeling depressed and buying stuff makes me happy? Is that what a wise person would do? Is it because other people my age at my stage of life have this kind of house or this kind of car or go on this kind of vacation? Is that a wise reason to do something? Is it because I enjoy the temporary thrill that comes with having something new? Which takes me back to an earlier question of why what seems like such a good idea in the moment can seem like such a bad idea later. Thrills feel good in the moment, but they do not last. It's kind of how your brain and your body chemistry work. That temporary dopamine hit that you get with the excitement of something new goes away pretty quickly when reality sets in. You can apply that to a lot of areas of your life, by the way. Ask yourself, am I being manipulated by some of that $205 billion in advertising? Am I getting caught up in the excitement of a moment that will soon pass, but the payments will not? What's a wise thing for me to do in light of my past history, in light of my current circumstances? My current circumstances. One more thing. What do wise people say about what I want to do? This is a big one. Sometimes you don't know what to do, right? I mean, you just don't know what to do. Get the counsel of someone with more life experience than you. There's always somebody out there, right? If you're not around, if, if you're, not around some, you need, you're in the wrong place. You need to find some people with some more life experience than you have. Oh, also, read a book. Listen to a podcast. There's an abundance of information available on wake, making wise financial decisions. Use it. It might take some work on your part, by the way. You might have to turn off the TV and read a book. I don't know. Do some studying. There's plenty of wisdom out there. Go find it. Proverbs 15, 22. Plans fail for lack of counsel, but with many advisors, they succeed. Sometimes, many times, God speaks to you through godly people. Why doesn't God speak audibly to um, Maybe he is. And you just don't like what's being said. Why learn things the hard way? I've learned things the easy way and I've learned things the hard way and I much, much prefer the easy way. Foolish people refuse to seek good counsel. So ask, seek, listen, and then ignore the advice of the wise at your own peril. By the way, it's also a good idea to ask your spouse. Talk to your spouse about it. Uh, sometimes God speaks to you through your wife or your husband. Imagine that. It happens. Everybody here would agree that they want to make wise financial decisions. I mean, all the time. 
So why, why don't we? Right, that's what we're talking about. We don't learn from the past. We get impatient and overcome by our own excitement. We succumb to marketing manipulation and we fail to seek wise counsel. Lastly, sort of lastly, we don't do the wise thing because the wise thing often does not feel good in the moment. Sort of a flip side of what we were just talking about. And that leads us into the last big category of things, which is in light of my future hopes and dreams, future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing to do? The future is coming. Sixth grade me. The future is coming. There will be a day when things are not the way they are now. When your kids aren't as old as they are now. When you don't have the job that you have now. The future is coming. Ask yourself, by making this decision, am I sacrificing something better that will come along later for something good? Maybe just, it could be good that I want now. Am I sacrificing the better that will come later for the good that might happen now? Let me give you an example. Your future financial goal is to be debt free. Your car dies, you go car shopping, you encounter many vehicles along the way. Some of which are within your budget and some of which are definitely not within your budget. Although you could probably still make the monthly payment if you financed it forever. By the way, when they give you the financing stuff, they never tell it, say, you know how they always do it in months? Like 60 months or 72 months? They never say it in years because if they said it in years, you'd be like, whoa, six years, five years? And I've done it all, <laughs> okay? I've done it all. The cars that are in our budget are boring and kind of old and they don't have the best technology. The cars that are outside of our budget, but which we could still buy and make our house payment, it was like we wouldn't be out on the street, and also buy groceries, but they do nothing to contribute towards reducing our debt, which is our future goal. Those cars are exciting and cool, and they make us feel good. So we sacrifice what will be better in the future not having any payments, man, on anything. For what would feel good in the moment. Awesome new car. I mean, I'm just, we're all in this, man. I mean, I've, I've done the, I've the same. I've done all the same stuff you have. Here's what I've learned. Here's what we learned from scripture. Here's what I know you know when you're being honest with yourself. Delayed gratification is what wise people do. Get what feels good now is what foolish people do. That print, if you don't remember anything else we talk about today, by the way, I mean, just remember that when it comes to money. Delayed gratification right, is what wise people do when it comes to, by the way, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy things. I'm not saying that. You know I'm not saying that. 
but think. Am I sacrificing something that will be better later so that I can enjoy something very temporary in the moment? What is the wise thing to do? Just that, I mean, it's a simple question. What is the wise thing to do? What would a wise person do in my situation? In light of my past history, remember, remember Jack. My present circumstances and my future hopes and dreams. Ask that question. What would a wise person do? Making better financial decisions leads to fewer financial regrets. Leads to financial peace, which is what you really want. That's more than a temporary hit of excitement it's what you really want. Father, thank you for the wisdom that you give us in Scripture. I pray that you would give us the ability to see beyond the temporary. Give us the ability to see what really matters, to make better financial decisions with fewer regrets. Help us to do things your way because we know your way is always the best way. Teach us how to live, Father, in a way that honors you. Pray this in your holy name, the name of Jesus.